0: 13 minutes it is after 8 pm it's uh, the shop steward's corner and uh, every monday we take a look at uh, what's happening in the lives of working people and this time around uh, we uh, take a look at uh, the south african federation of trade unions which has confirmed that it will join a labor federation cosatu uh, on a strike on the 7th uh, of october which is just over a week from now of uh, the country's socioeconomic policies now after have already submitted a section 77 notice Uh, to strike to NEDLAC and uh, saying that NEDLAC continues to exclude various unions from participating uh, in its deliberations and they want uh, to facilitate discussions on a wide array of social challenges uh, from high unemployment uh, right through to the issues of corruption among many of the challenges faced by the south african economy which uh, uh saftu and other federations feel have an inordinate impact on the lives of working people i'm joined on the line now by the general secretary of saftu zuelin zimavavim good evening to you so i'm galabag metro fm talk
1: the abu to the tuba and listening.
0: You, um, I guess, you know, and and a lot of people might be asking themselves, uh, certainly on ideological, political grounds and other grounds, uh, would often uh, probably not be seen in the same picket or in the same action uh, with the Labour Federation, COSATO or even a uh, FEDUSA. And uh, maybe the first question is, uh, what are some of the issues that you feel cut across political, ideological, and other affiliation that you feel are confronting the working class that has one prompted you to file a section 77 notice, but also to go out and support uh, Kwasatu as they undertake their action on the 7th?
1: Really, I have things have fallen apart. And uh, across the board, we are, as we usually say, finding ourselves as a country in a precipice. Mm. We are... Uh, a point of uh, no return. These levels of poverty, unemployment, in particular amongst the youth, women, the inequalities, corruption, crime, and all of that have reached such proportions that uh, we risk plunging into a civil war, another Egypt in South Africa, or another, uh, even Syria at West. Our schools, hospitals, public transport, even the rail network now, our justice system, our correctional services centres, all of them uh, have become the a new face of South Africa. All of them written dysfunctionality, and exclusion, and poor service, neglect, and corruption, and. Uh, as if that is not all enough, we now know that is also or we are being hit by a wave of ecological crisis mm. that is creating an absolute havoc. Heavy storms everywhere in the, we usually say in the east, suddenly this year they were in the west and uh, drought in many parts of South Africa, which leads to uh, food insecurity and um, And uh, with lots of people losing their income, the drag uh, and vicious cycles of uh, crime, women being the face of that, and uh, they no longer safe in their homes and uh, together with their children.
0: The government mm, mm. is
1: yep. collapsing and overrun by cronism and corruption and decay.
0: Yeah, And yeah. all
1: of these things, including what is happening to SAA, Autoprax, Prasa, Dinell, yeah. you can no longer afford to go back and say, oh, what happened wrong in the past sure. amongst workers themselves? It is the future of workers, whether they're in Corsato, Sartu, to. Mm. That is a stake. It is the future of the generations of our children that is a stake. And that's why yeah. you can't afford to look back. Yes. You can only have time to look forward.
0: Okay. Zondi, you've said that uh, you want to force a discussion. And uh, I guess this Section 77 notice is part of opening up that can and having that particular discussion. And, of course, if that bears no fruit, as you've said, you will no doubt occupy the streets. And I want us to pause here for a second and take a quick spot break. When we come back, I want you to tell us, I guess, uh, what are some of the key features of what you're going to be putting on the table in that discussion? And uh, what are some of the things... Uh, that uh, you feel are the responsibility of uh, yourselves as workers uh, or the responsibility of organized business or even the government. And uh, we'll come back to some of those themes on the other side of this brief break. It is indeed our Shop stewards Corner segment uh, on this Monday, and I'm joined by General Secretary of Saftus, Elinza Mavavi, and we're talking about, uh, I guess, uh, this... Um, point of no return that uh, he is referring to. And uh, uh, I mean, you've said that you want to open and force a discussion through here. And uh, where that bears no fruit, you will uh, no doubt occupy the likes of Prasa, Danel, Transnet, SAA to ESCOM and everywhere, uh, where you feel that uh, your particular message or the discussion that you think ought to be had needs to happen. And maybe let's, let's just get a sense from your perspective of what SAFTA is putting on that table and uh, what it sees as the responsibility of workers, and maybe what it would also see as the responsibility of business uh, and the responsibility of the government.
1: Well, we say long, President, that you submitted. You know what we've done uh, is, to, is to step back and ask mm. a question, a fundamental question. Why has it happened that we have been in the streets on the 23rd of April? And we pulled hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of workers to stay away from work and in order to register their rejection of a, a poverty, slavery, national minimum wage, combined with the attacks on the right of workers to strike and organize. And, uh, and, 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 and why did we not make any difference? Some of us have long history in the trade union movement. We ask a fundamental question: Why have we been marching in the street and yet the victories are, 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 are very few and they come far in between? Mm-hmm. For example, the major victories scored by civil society in South Africa are two in the main. The first one was uh, the campaign led by the Treatment Action Campaign that forced government. To make anti-retrovirals available for our yes. uh, people in, uh, affected by HIV and AIDS, that have saved between five and seven million uh, lives that would have died without that intervention. Mm. That's a major victory scored by by ordinary people in the streets, and it came after years of campaigning in the streets. The second major victory is the victory scored by the by the FISMAS fall campaign uh, to have uh, at least free education for the well, for the for the working class parents, those who are earning I think uh, below three hundred and forty thousand or so, they are getting free education in in the tertiary institutions. That's a major victory, mm-hmm. and uh, of course uh, in the process of the of that victory. That campaign is called uh, uh, in sourcing of uh, the security and cleaning at West University, in the, at UNISA, in various technicals, and uh, even Johannesburg University and elsewhere. But that's just two or three. The crisis in South Africa is that all of those victories have not meant that lesser numbers of people are living in, in poverty, or lesser numbers of people are unemployed, or inequalities have closed. No, our reality is that more people unemployed than ever, more people live in poverty than ever, South Africa has become the most unequal society, crime and corruption have gone completely out of hand. That requires you to go back and think about how? What is that we must now do differently to to force government to listen and to force the powers that be, the private sector, or what we call the ruling class, to stand and to want to engage on a completely different package than the offering to 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 to, to tinker on the peripheries of the crisis that is facing us in the economy. And that's why we have to go to COSADU and say, guys, let's work together on the 7th of April. Mm. And that's why we're convening a broad meeting of the leadership of Working Transformations on the 2nd of October to say, guys, we've worked together before. We are together in the People's Coalition on COVID, uh, which mm. consists of 450 organizations and 60 economists let's pull everything together let's unite the unemployed worker with the uh, workers in big factories and small factories let's let's unite those workers in the big and informal sector with the with the farm workers with the with the gender activists with the environmental activists with those that are battling against evictions in, in the farms, in the townships. And uh, let's, let's combine every grievance and let's speak one in one voice and coordinate properly. And then once we do that, together with the taxi association, the small mm. businesses that are finding themselves at the raw end of the uh, of the monopoly capital, all of these people have one grievance. They want development. They want to give a meaning to the slogan that uh, Nelson Mandela gave to South Africa: "A better life for all."
0: Uh-huh. Once
1: we combine everybody and we speak as one, not labour this side and civil society that side, or small business and taxes that side, we won't win. It's Twenty-six uh-huh. years down line, now sure. we have to learn from the mistakes of the past. Yeah.
0: So I mean, one would think um, one would think just on that score that um, you know, as you do this process of building a broad coalition of forces into this movement that is able to respond to to the current moment, that there are very immediate concerns. I mean, one is maybe what many people have suggested is this path of austerity that is aimed at achieving a primary surplus uh, um, in the next few years or so at uh, the, a very difficult moment. Uh, um, post the COVID-19 challenge. The other one is this concern around a just transition. And maybe I think the third one in the immediate would be the issue around the, the uh, three-year uh, uh, collective bargaining agreements in the public sector, uh, which uh, it seems the government, I guess, is at risk of reneging on if they haven't already signaled the intention to do so. Wh- what is the view initially of SAFTU yeah, and maybe what, 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 what are you going to bring to the table of this wide array of forces around those three particular issues? The just transition and uh, some of the issues around ministerial determinations on uh, on renewables, and then, of course, the path of austerity, and lastly, I guess, the state of play in collective bargaining in the public sector?
1: Look, they've already withdrawn from the collective bargaining they're signed. They have uh, thrown into the sea a signed contract with the public sector because now... Uh, they are instructed by the rating agencies and the and the World Bank, IMF, to embark on austerity programs as if we have not been on austerity already. Because the response of South Africa, IABONGA, to the, to the world economic crisis, sorry, crisis of 2008 and 9, was to embark on austerity, meaning cutting budgets. Government now announced that it is cutting 151 billion rents from the wages of the public sector employees. And that's why it is imposing a wage freeze now. Uh, That's why we, we, we got a document leaked. I don't know how they got this document. They said to me, I'm not going to tell you who they are. But when we read the Treasury's document, it actually says we're going into the, in, to be in the path of austerity, of cutting and freezing the wages of workers for the next four years until 2024. Now, that's not a battle you can fight alone. South 2 of course, is going to court. Our unions are in court. We, we're waiting for the date. We're going to be putting an argument that mm. will show that uh, if, government is <laughs> if government is allowed... To pull out of signed agreements willy-nilly as it is doing, you can imagine what president will that set in the private sector. There will be no collective bargaining left in the in the whole of the economy. We will go back to the pre nineteen seventy nine era, where it was just the survival of the fittest. There will be no centralized bargaining. Everybody will mm. be fighting at the at the hospital to hospital for better, improved wages. And uh, before you know it, there will be so many wildcat strikes and disorganization, and that the weak will remain weak, the stronger will will we'll get something out of all of those processes, and chaos will prevail. So this is the life and death battle, and Cosatu is taking that issue up on the 7th. We agree is part of our demands to mm-hmm. that leg as well. The issue of, uh, of the environment you are raising, Uh, the calamity that is unfolding in front of our own eyes. And uh, already we know that uh, there is no water in Port Elizabeth, as we speak. Mm. They they have reached their day zero, and uh, they are not the first municipality to reach day zero. Next door uh, to Nelson Mandela, there is a town around, uh, you know, uh, what is it called, uh, around Gramstown and absolutely chaos and this is what makes us angry we were warned as a country way back in 1997 that this calamity is going to come we were warned by the crs uh, the the research institution of the state uh, that government must prepare that i didn't and we're now going to be the victims we're not going to see just water running out that will be accompanied by food insecurity and uh, our food sovereignty is going to be thrown out of the window and we'll see more levels of hunger already uh, being witnessed. The ravages of floods are going to spread from Mozambique to the eastern parts of Zimbabwe, Zambia, to wazulu Nadal, and slowly go down the east part of the Eastern Cape. Before we know it, thousands and hundreds of thousands of people are going to be displaced. As they are being displaced in Mozambique, and uh, and the, and their livelihoods, their livestock and their and their vegetables are going to be swamped in water, and 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 we will and we will see more hunger. So we are taking that issue up to say to the government, hold on, uh, we need a just transition. We know that uh, part of us finding ourselves so vulnerable. Is because our economy is carbon-based. We burn too much coal, and uh, we, we ESCOM is buying so much coal from the coal-producing companies. SASOL is uh, is pure, is polluting is our skies uh, like you can't believe. So we want to know what is the program? Where is the just transition that is democratic? But more importantly, that is going to put the energy, uh, energy security in the hands of the people instead of privatizing it to once again to the European companies. So that's a very important issue you're you raising. But thirdly and more importantly for us, we want the the, the economy to be reorganized altogether. Working on the periphery by local, this and that is not helping. What we're facing in South Africa is that There are too many people who are too poor to participate in the economy. They are too poor. If you have 64% of your population living on less than 1,300 rents, uh, then you can't survive, you can't buy, they can't tell the wheels of the economy. All of those people. You need a population that has property. And that's why we're putting the issue of nationalization. Family mm. back on the on the agenda, both of the of the land of the mines and of the of the monopoly banks, and uh, and we want to force a discussion. Black people are propertyless as they were as, uh, when they were captured by colonialism, and uh, black people are poor, and uh, and workers are earning peanuts when when they are counterparts in the in the C O class. These guys are raking hundreds of millions, as if you don't have Alexander, Stoica, and all these informal settlements mm. surrounding our towns. And we want a break with that all together. And this is what we think we cannot afford to carry into another 26 years of sure, democracy. Sure.
0: Okay, so... It- Let's leave it there, and uh, you've made very clear, I guess, uh, the key features and contours of the discussion you want to force, and the uh, failing which, of course, you have indicated you will occupy uh, the likes of Denel, uh, the likes of Transnet, and uh, many others as you continue to try and convey your message to uh, all in sundry. And uh, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us this evening. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that there was uh, Zimavavi speaking to us this evening uh, the General Secretary of the South African Federation of Trade Unions for our shop Steward's Corner let's take this brief break when we come back we take a look at uh, this ghastly incident that happened